0: Today on The Matt Walsh Show, two ER doctors committed the sin of uh, criticizing the lockdowns and pointing out that they're counterproductive and, in fact, do not help with public health, but actually make the situation worse. Their video that went viral uh, explaining all this was removed from YouTube because of it. And so we'll talk about the effort to censor anyone who doesn't tow the party line on the coronavirus. This is not the only example of that. Also, five headlines including new re- newly released footage of alien spacecraft could be maybe something else, but we're going to go with alien spacecraft. And the Washington Post is twisting itself into knots to avoid just honestly and directly reporting on the Biden sex assault allegations. The story is getting big enough in spite of the mainstream media that they have to at least acknowledge it. But the way they're going about doing that is uh, outrageous, also hilarious. Um, And in our daily cancellation, I must once again cancel someone very close to me. I hate to do it, but it must be done. And all of that Is coming up, but first, a word from Books. You know, Mother's Day, just so you know, is only a few days away. In case you forgot, and uh, you are not off the hook for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is not shut down. Everything else might be shut down, but Mother's Day is not. So you better figure out a way to get your to get a present to your mother, and that's where Books can help you. Um, You can't give mom a hug, but you can send flowers from the Books Company. Books—that's short for bouquets, by the way. Um, Books are responsibly sourced from some of the world's finest eco-friendly farms, even farms on the sides of volcanoes. You can give your mom volcano flowers, all right? So flowers stay fresher longer. Did you know flowers and plants have been proven to reduce stress and boost productivity? Now that um, we're we're spending more time at home, how about a little self-love to brighten your day and your space? Big savings mean you can send farm-fresh flowers, plants, and gift bundles to all the moms in your lives. your mom, a soon-to-be mom, your wife, your grandma, a dog mom, uh, or treat, or, you know, I'm personally, I wouldn't be sending a, I mean, I, I think you have to, personally, my, my view is you got to have a, a human child to count as a mom, but that's just me. Or you got to treat yourself too. You know, how about send flowers to yourself? Send smiles no matter, no matter the miles with books.com slash Walsh. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash Walsh. And enter code Walsh for 25% off your entire order. Again, that's code Walsh for 25% off at books.com slash Walsh. Okay, so when they're, when they're censoring you, you know that uh, you're probably on to something. Emergency room doctors Dan Erickson and Artin uh, Masahi in California, they did a press briefing a few days ago discussing COVID-19 and making the case that the lockdowns are unnecessary, counterproductive, actually worse for public health. So it's not just about, and, and this is a point that's probably not emphasized enough. You, you know, it, I, m- Most of us who have criticized the lockdowns, we've been focusing on the economic damage, and for good reason. But I think sometimes we're sort of implicitly seeding uh, the case on the health aspect of it. And it's like we're saying that, yeah, well, the lockdowns are uh, they, they may keep you healthier, but it, w- then you got to compare that to the economic devastation. Well, but they're actually—that's—that's that's not a, a point that we should surrender. It, it is by no means obvious that this was the best thing to do for public health, and that's part of the point that these doctors were making. The video of that briefing went viral on YouTube, and then they were on uh, Fox News last night. They were on with Laura Ingram last night. And almost immediately after that, we discover that YouTube has removed the, the video, took it down for violating guidelines. Now, first, let me read a little bit about this video, since I can't play it. Reading from TheDailyWire.com. dailywire.com. Uh, says, during a press conference on Wednesday, California emergency room doctors Dan Erickson and, Ar- Dan Erickson and Artin Masahi of Accelerated Urgent Care told reporters that nationwide lockdown policies are not an appropriate reaction to what current data shows about the China-originated novel coronavirus, but are instead causing measurable public health issues like spikes in domestic violence, sexual abuse, depression, spreading fear to non-COVID-19-related would-be patients that are skipping out on vital health care. Um, D- uh, Dr. Erickson said, quote, We understand microbiology, we understand immunology, and we want strong immune systems. I don't want to stay in my home and develop a weak immune system and then come out and get a disease. Erickson noted that quarantining the healthy is like nothing he's seen before. We decided to keep people at home and isolate them, even though everything we've studied about quarantine, typically you quarantine the sick. When someone has measles, you quarantine them. We've never seen the healthy where you take these, uh, those without disease and without symptoms and lock them in your home. Some of these things come from what we've studied from immunology and microbiology aren't really meshing with what we know as people of scientific minds who read this stuff. Um, He goes on and says, when I talk to ER physicians around the country, what's happening? Well, because COVID has become the focus, people with heart disease, people with cancer, hypertension, various things that are critical are choosing not to come in based on fear. So what that's doing is forcing the healthcare system to focus on COVID and not focus on a myriad of other things that are uh, critical because we don't have the staff there and major And the major complaint is fear. And there's a lot, okay, there's a lot more to it. Um, But if you go to YouTube to find this video now, this is what you're going to see instead. The video violates community guidelines. And YouTube is not the only website doing this kind of censoring. Facebook has been deleting Facebook event pages for lockdown protests. If you try to organize a protest on Facebook, they might delete it. And a spokesman for Facebook said, uh, when he was asked about this, said, quote, events that defy government's guidance on social distancing aren't allowed on Facebook. So protests that defy the government aren't allowed. Now, call me crazy, but I'd say that defying the government is sort of the point of a protest, isn't it? It's, It's sort of the whole idea as I've been saying for a while, we have to be prepared for this kind of thing. There's going to be a lot more of it. Uh, As more and more data comes out, especially these antibody tests uh, showing that that this this disease is far wider spread than what we were told, which means that it's far less deadly than we were told. And it also means that the cat was out of the bag a long time ago, and this thing had already spread through many communities, and then we locked down after the fact. Um, which makes it, and that's the point that Dr. Erickson was making, that makes it worse than unnecessary. I mean, unnecessary in and of itself is catastrophic, considering you're doing something unnecessary and the price is destroying the economy and millions of lives along with it. But it's worse than that, it's counterproductive. So as this as this all becomes clear, um, that's going to mean that the government officials responsible for this, it it will be revealed, it will be made clear that those officials responsible for the lockdown are therefore responsible for, as I've been saying, and I I think this is not hyperbole, possibly the worst governmental blunder in American history. Um, I I can't think of anything else quite like this. A policy like this that just embraces a Great Depression, destroying your own economy on purpose. In such a direct way. Now, there have been huge mistakes made in the past that had that had devastating effects, of course. The government's done that many times. But there's never been anything quite like this. To go from, what was it, 3% unemployment or something along those lines, before the lockdowns, and in the span of a month or month and a half, we're at, you know, 16, 17, 18%. When the unemployment numbers come out on Thursday... It's going to be over 30 million unemployed. So the government putting 30 million people out of a job in like a month. I can't think of any other time when something like that's happened. And it hasn't happened, as Dr. Erickson pointed out. Uh, It it didn't happen back when we had other... this, This is not the first disease we've ever dealt with. It is not the first pandemic we've ever dealt with. It is the first time, though, that we decided to lock tens of millions, hundreds of millions of healthy people in their home for homes for weeks at a time. And that's why using the word quarantine, that's not the right word. It's not a quarantine, it's a house arrest. Quarantine is what you do. In fact, isolation is for a sick person. Quarantine is for someone who you know has been exposed to a disease. It is not something that you impose on entire populations of people. If you do that, it's not a quarantine, it's house arrest. So, uh, what, so, what are these government officials going to do? Are they going to have moral courage to come out and admit, "Hey, we really botched this one. We got it wrong. Our bad. Sorry about that." No. I mean, they're going to they're going to they're going to go down swinging. They're, they're they're the entire time they're going to claim that this was the right thing, and they're probably going to get even more aggressive in uh, censoring and shutting down people who point out. The opposite. One thing we have to understand here about, about the lockdowns, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories and everything. So this isn't a conspiracy. What this was, it, it, but it also wasn't about saving lives, I don't think. Um, it, but it also wasn't, you know, it, it's clear to me that these government officials, their primary concern was not saving lives. I also don't think that. Uh, they were all conspiring and getting together and saying, let's destroy, let's destroy the economy to stop Trump from being reelected. Th- that theory doesn't work either. And I'll tell you one of the reasons that theory doesn't work is because Trump has been on board with this himself. So unless he was trying to destroy the economy to, to ruin his own election chances, to sabotage himself, then I don't see that. No, what it, it was something more simple than that. This is just one elaborate, wide-ranging CYA operation, you know, CYA, cover your ass. And that's what these, all these go- governors and politicians and people in the federal government, healthcare experts and so on, they just were covering their own asses. They were trying to do what was safest for them. Not for you, but for them. They were thinking it was a political, this was a, a, a political calculation made by a bunch of uh, self-interested moral cowards. It's as simple as that. And this is where it leads. Uh, Now, I want to tell you about, speaking of things that are are very simple, uh, I want to tell you about our friends at Beard Supply. You know, a beard is something that is very simple and also essential. Okay, we talk about essential workers. Well, this is essential if you're a man. you got to have a beard. But if you have the beard, you got to take care of it. Have some pride, have some dignity, for God's sakes. Um, you thought you you know, maybe if you, some people are, are trying the, a new beard right now. They're trying out new beard looks because they're in quarantine. Maybe you thought quarantine was your chance to try something new, to let down your uh, facial hair and join the ranks of your bearded brethren. Well, you must have missed the men- memo because a beard isn't just fun and games, all right? It's not some fifth grade science experiment with uh, Mentos and soda, it is sacred art. This is serious business, and beard supply is leading you to the promised land. By now, you've discovered that a full, healthy beard isn't just something you can order on Amazon Prime. More often than not, your beard is going to be dry, itchy, patchy, and at its worst, um, as sparse as a face mask, face mask aisle at the hardware store. Now, this is, this is you know, you, you think it's just you, can just you can just dive in and grow a beard, and what you discover is that it's harder than that. Um, you've got to take care of them. You've got to nourish them, nurture them, train them educate them, and that's why you need Beard Supply. For a limited time, Beard Supply is offering my listeners 25% off. Go to BeardSupply.com and use promo code Walsh for 25% off all oils, soaps, balms, and grooming supplies. That's BeardSupply.com, promo code Walsh. Uh, Your beard can be so much better, let's be honest. So go to BeardSupply.com today. All right, let's move on to Headlines, and we'll start with this, the biggest story of of the century. Uh, The United States government has announced officially that aliens do exist, and they have visited us. Maybe not exactly. I'm paraphrasing. They they didn't announce that officially, but they did release some footage of UFOs. Um, These are previously top-secret videos taken by Navy pilots, and uh, I don't know, you judge for yourself. Look at this. There's whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots <laughs> to the west. that thing, dude. <laughs> That's not an LNS, though, is it? It's not. I do, an LNS, dude. Well, if there's like a thing? thing, it's rotating. thing 610, six, logic oh, on me. Roger. Uh, that's <laughs> target shooting. Target. <shooting laughs> <like it>. Did <laughs> yeah. uh, you box moving 20, target? Two, two, two. No, I took an auto target. Oh, uh, okay. Oh my gosh, dude. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. Confirmation. Okay. There is literally nothing else that could be except aliens. No other explanation is possible. At least, no other explanation is as interesting and exciting as aliens. And so I just go, yeah, know, that, that's the thing. If you're a rational person, you always choose. And if you're someone who believes in philosophical rigor, you're always going to go with the more fascinating and interesting explanation. All right. Um, no, of course, actually, I've, as, as I've said many times, I, I think, unfortunately, aliens do exist, but they're never going to be here. I was talking to somebody recently, and they were saying, they were saying, hey, you know, th- th- the universe is so big, there could be a uh, hundred billion other uh, intelligent civilizations out there. Yeah, there could be, but you know what? If there was a hundred billion intelligent civilizations, guess what? That's one per galaxy. Do you know how long it would take to get from one galaxy to another? Even if you're going at the speed of light, you're talking millions of years. So uh, it's just they're never going to be here. Although they're out there, you can go out at you can go out at night and wave to them. Maybe they can see you with their Really fancy telescopes, but uh, I don't think they're ever going to come here, unfortunately. So those are probably just drones. Hate to say. Speaking of alien creatures, here's uh, Joe Biden on CBS yesterday. I would get much more engaged in the world. We can't step back. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have, have economic intercourse around the world. There's a lot. Look. When America goes alone, when, when America is first, it's America alone. Economic intercourse, he calls it. Economic intercourse. The thing that Joe Biden does, you, and you can tell when he's speaking and giving an answer at an interview or at a debate, you, know, he's, you can tell he's putting a lot of effort. He's, he's trying really hard uh, to come across like he knows what he's talking about and he's lucid He's making a scene. He does this with his hands. And that's how you know that he's really trying to zone in and focus. But it all comes apart. I mean, he can't speak for more than 15 seconds without devolving into incoherence. And, you know, I I play that because it's it's kind of funny, but I'm getting at the point where I can hardly even laugh at it anymore because it really is just sad and pitiful. And uh, you, you have to think the people closest to him, the people in his life, His wife, his family, his closest advisors, what are they doing dragging this guy out on stage? I mean, they need to sit him down and say, and we got to pull the plug on this. They have to step up because the person they're supposed to care about is falling apart in front of uh, the entire world. And, 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 you know, many people, if you live long enough, you're going to start to lose your mental faculties, everybody does. And lots of people, when they get to Joe Biden's age, get dementia. You know, it's it's a it's a really common thing. In fact, once you get, this is my whole reason why I've said we shouldn't be, there, there needs to be an upper age limit on the presidency. It's It's crazy to me that there isn't. If there's a lower age limit, there ought to be an upper age limit. I say 75, you know, 35 is the lower limit, 75 is the upper limit. That gives you a solid 40 years. If you want to become president, you got 40 years to do it. If you can't do it in 40 years, then I would say you had your shot and why don't you just go and, and sit on the rocking chair on your porch and talk to your grandkids. Um, so, because once you get to 80, your, your chance at 80, you know, your chance of developing dementia, I think is like something like 20%. It's significant. And of course, as you get older, it becomes even more significant. So this is something that many people have gone through. It's very sad. Um, it's just that most people don't go through it on, in front of the entire world on national television. Let's see. Uh, number three, here's an incredible headline from the Washington Post. Take a look. It says, developments in allegations against Biden amplify efforts to question his behavior. At, at first blush, that just seems like a bunch of words were, were thrown in a blender and uh, then poured out onto the onto the page. Doesn't even seem to make sense, but... Uh, you look again, developments and allegations against Biden amplify efforts to question his behavior. Now, I remind you, this is a headline in the Washington Post. This is not something from a press release written by Biden's lawyers. You would think that Biden's lawyers wrote this headline. And maybe, in fact, they did. And then they changed the headline on the actual article um, and made it even worse. So here's the new headline on the article itself. It says, Trump allies highlight new claims regarding allegations against Biden. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what makes that even worse is that they're, it's Trump allies. So everybody who is uh, pointing out that Joe Biden was accused of rape, credibly, is a Trump ally now. Even though Tara Reid herself is a Democrat, she is not a Trump ally. And she's the one making the accusation, which is yet another thing. In fact, I was listing all the differences between the Tara Reid and Christine Ford yesterday and talking about how much more credible these allegations are. Whether you think these allegations are credible or not, they're certainly much more credible than Christine Ford's allegation. One one factor I forgot to point out is that uh, on top of the fact that Tara Reid actually has some circumstantial evidence she can produce, whereas Christine Ford had none, also the politics of it. Christine Ford was uh, an open left-wing, liberal, you know, um, very much against Kavanaugh's politics or what are perceived to, to be his politics. Um, so you could see how there'd be an extra incentive there to embellish or exaggerate or lie, fabricate. Uh, but with Tara Reid, she's a Democrat. So there's not any immediately obvious political motivation here. And in any case, so that's, that's, that's the way that the uh, Washington Post is framing it. There's just obviously, I, I don't think I have to explain what's wrong with this um, and how much different this headline would be if Biden was a Republican. But just to focus on one th- aspect of this efforts to question his behavior. What a very odd way of talking about a rape allegation. So if you allege that someone committed rape, you're questioning their behavior. Yeah, that's true. That's quite a soft pedal, though. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess my point is, I'm not sure that I would call rape or alleged rape, I'm not sure I would call it questionable, questionable behavior. I think it's something quite a bit more serious than that. Um, let's stay on the theme of the Washington Post being horrible. Here's another of their headlines. Uh, a. The headline is, a Virginia preacher believed God can heal anything, then he caught coronavirus. Yeah, and you're seeing headlines like this all over the media, where you've got, uh, you know, so-and-so believed in God, and then they got coronavirus, or so-and-so was protested the lockdowns, and then got coronavirus. So what? First of all, to be spiking the football like this is obviously grotesque and evil. But it's also got nothing to do with anything. Yeah, the Virginia preacher believed that God can heal anything, then he caught coronavirus. I'm pretty sure if you talk to the Virginia preacher, he still thinks that God can heal anything. This is one of the problems the media has when they try to slander and defame Christians. They don't understand Christianity, so they're not very good at doing it. Christians who believe, as any Christian does, that God can heal anything, that's not the same thing as thinking that God will heal everything. Or that we're all going to be immortal. We don't think that. So this is not. If you think that God can heal anything and then you get sick, it's it's not a reason for a crisis of faith. Number five. Let me read uh, a little bit from a Daily Wire report, and then we'll play the video for you. But just this this to give it gives it context. It says on Sunday, a 93 year old couple sitting on folding chairs. They had. Um, brought to a beach in Oxnard, California, got a rude awakening to the draconian policies implemented by the state when a policeman approached them and asked them to get off the chairs and sit on the ground. These are 93-year-old people. Sit on the ground if they wanted to remain where they were, despite the fact that they were far from any other people. The reasoning of the policeman was that the folding chairs indicated the couple were creating a permanent place as opposed to the temporary nature of sitting on the sand itself. So they were told and I'll play the video for you now but this this is the police officer telling telling these 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 elderly this elderly couple they have to get off their chairs and sit on the ground. So watch this. <laughs> They're old people, officer. How old are you? old They're old people. Hey, guys, so the chairs are allowed. Yes, because it's much healthier and safer for 93-year-olds to not be sitting on a chair but be sitting on the ground. I mean, the whole thing is, first of all, how are folding chairs? I mean, you don't even know where to begin with this kind of stuff. How are folding chairs... A sign of permanence. A folding chair is permanence? I think a folding chair is a pretty good sign that it's not permanent. You pick up the folding chair, you sit down in it, you you get up and you move. But why does it matter how long they're on the beach? This is a very safe place for them to be, in fact. They're in the sun, they're in the open air, who cares if they're on the beach for fifteen hours? It makes no—that's—that's that's fine. I mean, it might not be good for the the, the heat and everything and the sun exposure, but for, in terms of the virus, it's a very safe place to be. Um, now we're gonna go on to your daily cancellation, but before we do, a word from our very good friends at uh, Rock Auto. Now, if you're having car trouble right now, uh, RockAuto.com is it's a godsend. It's uh, And I, I would say that it is during any time, even, even without all the quarantines and everything. But especially now, rockauto.com is so much easier than walking into a store and someone demanding quick answers to things like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And then you have to pretend that you understand that question and come up with some answer for it. Uh, no, um, rockauto.com, you go there, it's very simple, very easy to navigate. And the best part for me is that it is uh, very, very affordable. The prices are reliably low. So Yeah, there's no reason to really price shop. You know that whatever you're seeing on rockauto.com, that's the best price for it that you're going to find. And it's very convenient. Uh, You just order it. They send it to you. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to go in. You don't have to deal with all of that. Um, Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Walsh in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. And now for your daily cancellation. Listen, I really hate to do this, but I uh, have to for the first, third time. I think third time total and second time in a week, I have to cancel uh, my wife. Uh, she, and she keeps getting canceled. And it hurts me. It hurts me more than it hurts her. But I have to, I have to keep doing it. So uh, my wife, is, I, I think I mentioned on, the, on this show, she recently developed a, an ambition to become a chicken farmer. And so she bought a bunch of chickens a few weeks ago. And then she went out to the store yesterday and came back with more chickens. So she just keeps buying chickens. It's the weirdest compulsion I've ever seen in a a person. Every time she comes home now, I have to check her purse to see if she's smuggling more chickens in. Because you never know. Uh, but yesterday crossed the line because she came in with these new chickens and she brought them up to my office right here in this in this sacred space right after I'd finished doing the show, actually. And she put one of them on my desk that she had just bought. And I want you to take a look at this. Here's the picture. Um, candid shot there. OK, so you notice a few things happening here in this picture with that chicken. First of all, that is the ugliest damn chicken you will ever see in your life. It's it, it looks like it's been all up all night smoking crack is a crack addicted chicken. It looks like some sort of sea urchin mated with a camel. And then their baby mated with a chicken and this is the chicken that came out. Then you also notice my expression and uh and it looks in this picture it looks kind of like I just had a fight with the chicken and now the chicken is not talking to me is giving me the cold shoulder and I'm just sitting there feeling very guilty. Or maybe someone said it looks like the chicken just gave me bad bad news and I'm processing it. Like, maybe the chicken is my doctor and told me I have six months to live. Frankly, I would get a second opinion on that because, you know, he's a chicken. And that would be very awkward going to the second doctor and having to say, yeah, I need a, a second opinion on this diagnosis. Oh, why is that? Well, because my first doctor was a crack-smoking chicken. So um, anyway, and then to make matters worse, uh, I'm talking to my wife last night, and she told me that I should be excited about these new ugly chickens because, and these were her exact words, they can do a dance and bring you sticks. I'm sorry, what? We're we're taking care of and feeding these chickens so they can dance and bring us sticks. Okay. Yeah, why don't we go out next and buy a cow that can whistle the happy birthday song or like a horse that can moonwalk. I mean, let's just fill our whole yard with useless animals that can do party tricks. What kind of farm are we running here? We're going to be laughing stocks of the chicken farming community. Everyone else is eating omelets made from the eggs from their chicken, and we're over here watching our chicken tap dance every morning. So um, because of all these chickens that are getting progressively uglier and more useless, my wife is canceled. Again, I hate to do it, but three times. Maybe she'll she'll catch the hint. Let's go to emails, and if you become a Daily Wire member, you can, of course, uh, always email the show using the mailbag. So uh, this is from Matt, says Matt, fellow Matt here, who also wears glasses, did you ever figure out how to use a face mask and not have your glasses completely fog up? If you get those ones that you have the material, you can pinch at the nose, you can kind of avoid the fogging, Um, but even still... It's hard to avoid. Let me know what you found out. Yeah, I. In fact, I've gotten a lot of, I've gotten a lot of emails on this, because I mentioned that this this is one of the things as a as a member of the glasses wearing as a as a member of the visually impaired community, this is something that that I, I deal with, um, just more persecution really and oppression. Added on to all the other things that I, I cope with on a daily basis, so my, you know, when you wear the, the the glass, the mask to the store or something, it causes your glasses to fog up, which I which made me very concerned because now I'm thinking about, I, I never realized this was an issue, and now I'm thinking about all the surgeons and doctors out there who wear glasses and have and have to wear the face mask, and I'm thinking they can't see a damn thing apparently during their surgeries. Uh, so I've gotten a lot of emails about this, and. The consensus seems to be uh, to use some tape on the inside of the mask. Apparently, it's as simple as that. Okay. This is from another Matt. So we've got two Matts. It says, Dear Matt, Georgia resident here. I don't really have much of a question, so much as to inform you, your, your listeners and watchers, about opening day. I know there's been a lot of hate thrown at Governor Kemp after his announcement that Georgia was opening certain aspects of the economy. My wife and I, more out of genuine curiosity, decided to go out and see how this was working for restaurants. As much as people want to believe that all the restaurants were just given the green light to open completely, that's just plain misinformation. We had to go to three separate restaurants. They were still serving curbside and delivery, but they weren't conducting dine in service. I asked them why they weren't open for dine in, and their answer made perfect sense to us. The employee explained that they were planning to open the following Monday, but they're still going through procedural changes and training. Um, My wife and I did manage to find a place that was serving dine to set the scene. The host, when we walked in, uh, asked in a respectful way for us to please keep our distance from the host station. I told him how many people were in my party. We had five and he told us that it was going to be a 10 minute wait. Um, and, uh, okay. A lot of, a lot of detail here, a lot of tangential detail. Um, so what are the actual, when we, when we finally sat, our waitress was dressed in protective wear, masks and gloves. She maintained her distance from our table while she got our orders. The layout of the restaurant was in such a way that it made sense. There was ample room and you could tell that it was well thought out. We were given paper menus. Um, the tables were bare, no salt and pepper shakers, no mustard or ketchup bottles. If you needed salt or pepper, they bring you individually wrapped salt or pepper for your table. If you want ketchup or mustard, they would get you a glass cup in the ketchup or mustard and fill the cup at your table. Uh, I believe this is to ensure that people see that it wasn't just sitting in a refrigerator. And, uh, okay, so I was curious what the what the restaurants look like now post-corona. And uh, at least in this one case, that's what they're doing. Now, you know, yeah, I'm glad they opened up in, in Georgia. Uh, and many states now are supposedly starting the process of reopening. Uh, I was just reading about Texas, and they're going to start opening stuff up. But in Texas, and it, it's like this in other states, too. In Texas, in in phase one of the reopening, uh, restaurants have to operate at 25% capacity for dine in. And I'm just thinking something like that, you know, yes, I suppose we could say it's better than nothing, but is it really? Because if you can only have 25% capacity for dine in, I think a lot of restaurants are gonna say it's not financially worth it to do that. Because that means we gotta bring in more staff and pay them to wait the tables, and we can only have 25% of, the, of, of our normal uh, amount of customers. And I just, I, I think what we have to watch out for is there's gonna be states that supposedly are reopening. And I'm not saying this is the case with Texas, but there are gonna be states that are reopening, quote unquote, but in reality are not. They're just saying it, but, but the, the, the guidelines and rules put in place are so onerous that it makes it impossible for a lot of businesses to actually open. And I I think that they're going to make this way more complicated than it needs to be. Okay? Yeah, I'm not saying we go back to life completely as normal. But we don't need to have, you don't need to have a Bible-length book of rules Telling businesses what to do, I think most of it is pretty obvious. Yeah, okay, wear gloves if you're in the food industry. Maybe wear a mask, that makes sense, if, especially if you're in the food industry. You don't want to put people right on top of each other. It doesn't need to be 25% capacity. Um, I, I think just really basic uh, common sense precautions are what's necessary. People, for the most part, are Reasonable. You know i've I've been out plenty during this whole thing not that I can go that many places but at least to the store over the weekend we went uh, as a family we went for a hike you know just at a local park and it was very busy you know there's tons of people there because everyone's itching to get out of the house like we were and uh, some of the trails we were walking on were pretty pretty narrow and but we didn't need a set of rules to tell us what to do it was just Okay, you're walking on a narrow path. There's another group of people coming the opposite direction. One of you just moves over and lets the other group pass. That's the amazing thing. We didn't need any guidelines or rules. We didn't need the federal government to tell us what to do if we encounter people on the trail. We already know. Just, okay, you move over, you give them some space. So we don't need to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Okay, this is from... Uh, Mark says, Matt, I'm wondering when you will admit you were wrong about the lockdowns. Almost 60,000 dead. Obviously, the lockdowns were and are necessary. It's embarrassing that you still continue to downplay it. I've lost so much respect for you. Uh, Well, Mark, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't really care if you respect me or not. That's of no concern to me. I find it interesting that you assume 60,000 dead proves our mitigation strategy was successful. That's kind of an odd assumption, isn't it? You're saying, look at all these people who died. Obviously, what we did to stop people from dying worked. See, this is what you've done um, over on the pro-lockdown side. You've set up a heads I win tails-you-lose situation where no matter what, no matter what the data shows, no matter how many people die or don't die, it proves that the lockdowns were needed. But I'd say the data proves the opposite. These antibody tests indicate that the virus is, as I said at the beginning of the show, way more widely spread than we were told. Which means that by the time the lockdown started, it had already made its way through many communities, which means that you were locking people who, ha- who had the virus or had already been exposed to it into their homes with family members, often older family members, who didn't have it creating exactly the right kind of scenario for transmission of the virus. Not the right scenario to avoid getting it, but the right scenario for transmitting it. Prolonged, indoor, closed-quarters contact with family members. That's how this this thing primarily spreads. And these lockdowns created the perfect situation for that. And aside from all that, 30 million unemployed, 150 million globally at risk of starvation, says the UN, Food, food supply chain catastrophically disrupted, civil liberties abolished. You look at all of this and your conclusion is that the government did the right thing? Really? That's your conclusion? You think all of this somehow proves me wrong? Uh, no. I don't... Uh, I don't think that's... I don't think that's the case. At all. But I appreciate the, the email and thanks everybody for watching. We will leave it there. Uh, God bless. Godspeed. And our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. As more and more people around the country get arrested for leaving their homes, as we approach the 45th day since President Trump told us to hunker down for 15 days to slow the spread, some people are beginning to wonder if these lockdowns are destroying our liberty. Unfortunately, our liberty problems run a lot deeper than being locked in your house for a few weeks, and both sides of the aisle are to blame. Then, More evidence emerges that Joe Biden got handsy with a staffer in the 90s as the mainstream media steadfastly and courageously refuse to ask him about it. The government confirms the existence of UFOs, okay, and Nancy Pelosi wants to bribe you with your own money. All that and more, check it out on The Michael Knowles Show.